Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here trying to continue the mm, distribution of Srila Prabhupada's purports, particularly, and his translations. Uh, to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, gradually we're making our way through the Bhagavatam again and it is so enlivening. It's, it's like reading it again for the first time. Every time. I don't know if anyone else has that experience but that's the experience I'm having and I love nothing better than to share it. It's the crest jewel of anything else that goes on during the day. So, like I said, welcome back. We hope you're healthy and safe and sound and happy as you can be in a world that is so fraught with uh, quarrel and dissension of all varieties. Uh, but life goes on. It always does. It goes on through wars. It goes on through depressions. It goes on. Uh, and reading the Srimad Bhagavatam together will give us a sense of continuity that is spiritual and enlivening and um, giving us a sense that we're coming closer and closer to Krishna. Okay, Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami. <clears throat> he wrote this stotram and included it in his Sri Krishna Lila Stava, which was a work that he did, small work, but very sweet, uh, simple, vocative Sanskrit, offering 108 prayers to the pastimes, the Vrindavan pastimes particularly, of Krishna, Krishna Lila, Vrindavan Lila. And this stotram is the 107th obeisance that he offered to Krishna Lila. It goes like this, Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodidaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshudayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguroman Mahadana Manisdadagamad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute, my only friend, 
my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the ninth chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, nearing the end. And Narada Muni is now um, preaching, teaching, expanding uh, on what Brahma uh, explained to him about the Bhagavatam. And we're starting with text 45. In succession, O King, the great sage Narada instructed Srimad Bhagavatam under the unlimitedly powerful Vyasadeva, who meditated in devotional service upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth, on the bank of the river Saraswati. Purport In the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, fifth chapter, verse 13, Narda instructed the great sage Vyasadeva as follows Ato Mahabhagavavan Amogadrik Shachi Shavak Sachirato Dridabrataha Urukramasyad Kila Bandamuktaye Samadina Nus Madamtad Vicheshtitam O greatly fortunate, pious philosopher, your name and fame are universal and you are fixed in the absolute truth with spotless character and infallible vision. I ask you to meditate upon the activities of the Personality of Godhead whose activities are unparalleled. So in the disciplic succession of the Brahma Sampradaya, the practice of yoga meditation is not neglected but because the devotees are bhakti-yogis, they do not undertake the trouble to meditate upon the impersonal Brahman. As indicated here, they meditate on Brahma-paramam, or the Supreme Brahman. Brahman realization begins from the impersonal effulgence, but by further progress of such meditation, manifestation of the Supreme Soul, paramatma-realization, takes place. And progressing further, realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is fixed. Sri Narada Muni, as the spiritual master of Vyasadeva, knew very well the position of Vyasadeva, and thus he certified the qualities of Srila Vyasadeva as fixed 
in the Absolute Truth with a great vow, etc. Narda advised meditation upon the transcendental activities of the Lord. Impersonal Brahman has no activities, but the Personality of Godhead has many activities, and all such activities are transcendental, without any tinge of material quality. If the activities of the Supreme Brahman were material activities, then Narada <clears throat> would not have advised Vyasadeva to meditate upon them. <clears throat> and the Param Brahma, as Lord Sri Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, and the Param Brahman is Lord Sri Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. In the tenth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, when Arjuna realized the factual position of Lord Krishna, he addressed Lord Krishna in the following words Padang Brahma Padang Dhamma Pavitram Padamam Bhavan Purushang Shastvatang Divyam Adidevam Ajam Bibhum Ahustvam Vishayaksarve Devarshir Naradastata Asito Devalo Vyasa Swayam Chaiva Bhavishime Arjuna summarized the purpose of the Bhagavad Gita by his realization of Lord Krishna, Lord Sri Krishna, and thus said, My dear personality of Godhead, you are the supreme absolute truth, the original person in the eternal form of bliss and knowledge, and this is confirmed by Narada, Asita, Devala, and Vyasadeva, and above all, you yourself have also personally confirmed it. Bhagavad Gita 10, 12 and 13 When Vyasadeva fixed his mind in meditation, he did it in bhakti-yoga trance and actually saw the Supreme Person with Maya, the illusory energy, in contraposition. As we have discussed before, the Lord's Maya, or illusion, is also a representation because Maya has no existence without the Lord. Darkness is not independent of light. Without light, no one can experience the contraposition of darkness. However, this Maya, or illusion, cannot overcome the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who stands apart from Him, Apashrayam. I'll read that again. However, this maya or illusion cannot overcome the Supreme Personality of Godhead but stands apart from Him, apashrayam. Therefore, <clears throat> perfection of meditation is realization of the Personality of Godhead along with His transcendental activities. Meditation on the impersonal Brahman is a troublesome business for the meditator, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 12.5, Klesho Dikatadastesham Abhyakta Sakta Chetasam. Text 46. O King, this is Sukhidev Goswami now speaking to Maharaj Pariksit. O King, your questions 
as to how the universe became manifested from the gigantic form of the Personality of Godhead, <clears throat> as well as other questions, I shall answer in detail by explanation of the four verses already mentioned. Purport As stated in the beginning of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, this great transcendental literature is the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic knowledge, and therefore all questions can be, that can be humanly possible regarding the universal affairs beginning from its creation are all answered in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. The answers depend only on the qualification of the person who explains them. The ten divisions of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, as explained by the great speaker, Śrīla Śukadeva Goswami, are the limitation of all questions, and intelligent persons will derive all intellectual benefits from them by proper utilization. Utility is the principle. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the second canto, ninth chapter of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, entitled Answers by Citing the Lord's Version. All glories to Shukadeva Goswami. All glories to Maharaj Prikshit for his wonderful questions. All glories to Lord Brahma, who realized the Absolute Truth by his austerity and was given the Bhagavatam in four seed verses. And all glories to Narada Muni, who received them and now is going to expand them throughout the universe. And the Srimad Bhagavatam is going to be the answer to all of Maharaj Pariksit's questions and we are fortunate enough to be here to hear them. Hare Krishna. All right, here we go. Chapter 10. Bhagavatam is the answer to all questions. Text 1. Sri Shukadeva Goswami said, In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are ten divisions of statements regarding the following. The creation of the universe, sub-creation, planetary systems, protection by the Lord, the creative impetus, the change of manus, the science of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation, and the summum bonum. Text 2 To isolate the transcendence of the summum bonum, the symptoms of the rest are described sometimes by Vedic evidence, sometimes by direct explanation, and sometimes by summary explanations given by the great sages. Text 3 The elementary creation of 16 items of matter, namely the five elements, fire, water, earth, air, and sky, sound, form, taste, smell, and touch, and the ears, and the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, skin, and mind, is known as sarga, 
whereas subsequent resultant interaction of the modes of material nature is called visarga. Purport. In order to explain the ten divisional symptoms of the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are seven continuous verses. The first of these, under reference, pertains to the sixteen elementary manifestations of earth, water, etc., with material ego, composed of material intelligence and mind. The subsequent creation is a result of the reactions of the above-mentioned sixteen energies of the first Purusha, the Mahavishnu incarnation as Gov of Govinda, as later explained by Brahma in his treatise, Brahma Sanghita, 547, as follows. Yakkaranar navagjale bhajatis mayoga nidram ananta jagadanta saroma kupaha adhara shaktim avalamya param samurtim govindam adipurusham tamaham bhajami. The first Purusha incarnation of Govinda, Lord Krishna, known as Mahavishnu, goes into a yoga nidra, mystic slumber, mystic sleep, and the innumerable universes are situated in potency in each and every hair hole of his transcendental body. As mentioned in the previous verse, one must refer to the Vedic conclusions, Shrutena, to understand how the creation is made possible from the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly by manifestation of His particular energies. Without such a Vedic reference, the creation appears to be a product of material nature. This conclusion comes from a poor fund of knowledge. From Vedic reference, it is concluded that the origin of all energies, namely internal, external, and marginal, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And as explained herein before, the illusory conclusion is that the creation is made by the inert material nature. The Vedic conclusion is transcendental light, whereas the non-Vedic conclusion is material darkness. The internal potency of the, of the Supreme Lord, the internal potency of the Supreme Lord is identical with the Supreme Lord, and the external potency is enlivened in contact with the internal potency. The parts and parcels of the internal potency which react in contact with the external potency are called the marginal potency or the living entities. Thus, the original creation is directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead or Parabrahman and the secondary creation as a reactionary result of the original ingredients is made by Brahma. Thus, the activities of the whole universe are started. Text 4 The right situation for the living entities is to obey the laws of the Lord, 
and thus be perfect, and thus be in perfect peace of mind under the protection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Manus and their laws are meant to give right direction in life. The impetus for activity is the desire for fruitive work. Purport This material world is created, maintained for some time, and again annihilated by the will of the Lord. The ingredients for creation and the subordinate creator, Brahma, are first created by Lord Vishnu in his first and second incarnations. The first Purusha incarnation is the Maha Vishnu, and the second Purusha incarnation is the Garbhodakashayi Vishnu, from whom Brahma is created. The third Purusha avatar is Chiro Dakashayi Vishnu, who lives as the supersoul of everything in the universe and maintains the creation generated by Brahma. Shiva is one of the many sons of Brahma, and he annihilates the creation. Therefore, the original creator of the universe is Vishnu, and he is also the maintainer of the created beings by his causeless mercy. As such, it is the duty of all conditioned souls to acknowledge the victory of the Lord and thus become pure devotees and live peacefully in this world where miseries and dangers are always in existence. The conditioned souls who take this material creation as the place for satisfaction of the senses and are thus illusioned by the external energy of Vishnu, remain again to be subjected to the laws of material nature, creation, and destruction. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that beginning from the topmost planet of this universe down, down to the lowest planet, Patalaloka, all are destructible, and the conditioned souls may travel in space either by good or bad work or by modern spacecraft, but they are sure to die everywhere, although the duration of life in different planets is different. The only means to attain eternal life is to go back home, back to Godhead, where there is no more rebirth as in the material planets. The conditioned souls, being unaware of this simple, this very simple fact, because of forgetting their relationship with the Lord of Vaikuntha, try to plan out a permanent life in this material world. Being illusioned by the external energy, they thus become engaged in, in various types of economic and religious development, forgetting that they are meant for going back home, back to Godhead. This forgetfulness is so strong due to the influence of Maya that the conditioned souls do not at all want to go back to Godhead. By sense enjoyment, they become victims of birth and death repeatedly and thus spoil their human lives, which are chances for going back to, God, back to Vishnu. The directive scriptures made by the Manus 
in different ages and millenniums are called sad-dharma, good guidance for the human beings who should take advantage of all the revealed scriptures for their own interest to make life's successful termination. The creation is not false, but it is a temporary manifestation just to give a chance for the conditioned souls to go back to Godhead. The desire to go back to Godhead and functions performed in that direction form the right path of work. I'll say that again. This is so beautiful. Prabhupada. The desire to go back to Godhead and functions performed in that direction form the right path of work. When such a regulative path is accepted, the Lord gives all protection to His devotees by His causeless mercy, while the non-devotees risk their own activities to bind themselves in a chain of fruitive reactions. The word sad-dharma is significant in this connection. Sad-dharma, or duty performed for going back to Godhead, by becoming his unalloyed devotee, is the only pious activity. Other activities may appear to be pious, but actually they are not. It is for this reason only that the Lord advises in the Bhagavad Gita that one give up all so-called religious activities and completely engage in the devotional service of the Lord to become free from all anxieties due to the dangerous life of material existence. To work situated in sad-dharma is the right direction of life. One's aim of life should be to go back home, back to Godhead, and not be subjected to repeated births and deaths in the material world by getting good or bad bodies for temporary existence. Herein lies the intelligence of human life, that one should desire and one should desire to, to perform the activities of life in that way. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 5. Hmm. The science of God describes the incarnations of the personality of Godhead and his different activities together with the activities of his great devotees. PURPORT During the course of the existence of the cosmic manifestation, the chronology of history is created, recording the activities of the living entities. People in general have a tendency to learn the history and narrations of different men and times, but due to a lack of knowledge in the science of Godhead, they are not apt to study the history of the incarnations of the Personality of Godhead. It should always be remembered that the material creation is created for the salvation of the conditioned souls. The Merciful Lord, out of His causeless mercy, descends to various planets in the material world and acts for the salvation of the conditioned souls. That makes the history and narrations worth reading. Srimad Bhagavatam offers such transcendental topics of the Lord in relationship with great devotees. 
Therefore, the topics of the devotees and the Lord are to be given respectful oral reception. Text 6 The merging of the living entity along with his conditional living tendency with the mystic lying down of the Mahavishnu is called the winding up of the cosmic manifestation. Liberation is the permanent situation of the form of the living entity after he gives up the changeable, gross and subtle material bodies. Purport As we have discussed several times, there are two types of living entities. Most of them are ever-liberated, or nitya-muktas, while some of them are ever-conditioned. The ever-conditioned souls are apt to, be de to, de to develop a mentality of lording it over the material nature, and therefore the material cosmic creation is manifested to give the ever-conditioned souls two kinds of facilities. One facility is that the conditioned soul can act according to his tendency of lording it over the cosmic manifestation, and the other facility gives the conditioned soul a chance to come back to Godhead. So after winding up of the cosmic manifestation, most of the conditioned souls merge into the existence of the Mahavishnu personality of Godhead lying in his mystic slumber to be created again in the next creation. But some of the conditioned souls who follow the transcendental sound in the form of Vedic literatures and are thus able to go back to Godhead attain their original spiritual bodies after quitting the conditional gross and subtle material bodies. The material condition, conditional bodies develop out of the living entity's forgetfulness of their relationship with Godhead. And during the course of the cosmic manifestation, the conditioned souls are given a chance to revive their original status of life with the help of the revealed scriptures so mercifully compiled by the Lord in His different incarnations. Reading or hearing such transcendental literatures helps one become liberated even in the conditional state of material existence. All the Vedic literatures aim at devotional service to the Personality of Godhead and as soon as one is fixed upon this point, he at once becomes liberated from conditional, from conditional life. The material gross and subtle forms are simply due to the conditioned soul's ignorance and as soon as he is fixed in the devotional service of the Lord he becomes eligible to be freed from the conditioned state. This devotional service is transcendental attraction for the Supreme on account of his being the source of all pleasing humors. Everyone is after some pleasure of humor for enjoyment but does not 
Everyone is after some pleasure of humor for enjoyment, but does not know the supreme source of all attraction, raso vaisa rasam yevayam, labhvanandi bhavati, labhvanandi nandi bhavati. The Vedic hymns inform everyone about the supreme source of all pleasure, the unlimited fountainhead of all pleasure is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the one and one who is fortunate enough to get this information through transcendental literatures like Srimad Bhagavatam becomes permanently liberated to occupy his proper place in the Kingdom of God. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jai. So clear. Text 7. The Supreme One, who is celebrated as the Supreme Being or the Supreme Soul, is the Supreme Source of the Cosmic Manifestation as well as its reservoir and winding up. Thus, He is the Supreme Fountainhead, the Absolute Truth. Purport Synonyms for the supreme source of all energies are given in the very beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Janmad Yasya Yataha, and in the second chapter, Badanti Tat Tatvabidas Tatvam Yaj Gyanam Advayam Brahmiti Paramatmiti Bhagavan Iti Shabhyate. Here the synonyms are Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. The word iti, used in the verse under discussion, completes the synonyms and thus the word Bhagavan ultimately means Lord Krishna because the Srimad Bhagavatam has already accepted the Supreme Personality of Godhead as Krishna. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. The original source of all energies or the Sumam Bonam is the Absolute Truth, which is called Parabrahman, etc. And Bhagavan is the last word of the Absolute Truth. But even with the synonyms for Bhagavan, such as Narayana, Vishnu and Purusha, the last word is Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Ahang sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pravartate etc. Besides that, this, the Srimad Bhagavatam is the representation of Lord Krishna as a sound incarnation of the Lord. Krishna Sudamo Pagate Dharma Jnana Dibik Saha Kalau Nashtadrisham Esha Puranarko Dunoditaha Bhagavatam 1.3 43. Thus, by general conclusion, Lord Krishna is the ultimate source of all energies and the word Krishna means that. And to explain Krishna or the science of Krishna, the Srimad Bhagavatam has been prepared. In the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, this truth is indicated in the questions and answers by Sutta Goswami and the great and great sages like Shaunaka. Text 8. 
and in the first and second chapters of this canto, this is explained. In the third chapter, this subject is made more is more explicit, and in the fourth chapter, even more explicit. In the second canto, the absolute truth as the personality of Godhead is further emphasized, and the indication is the supreme Lord Krishna. The summary of Srimad Bhagavatam in four verses, as we have already discussed, <clears throat> is succinct. This Supreme Personality of Godhead in the ultimate issue is confirmed by Brahma in his Brahma Samhita as Ishwarak Paramak Krishna Satchidananda Vigraha. So it is concluded in the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. The complete subject matter is elaborately explained in the tenth and eleven cantos of the Srimad Bhagavatam. In the matter of the Manvantaras or reigns of the Manus, such as the Swayambhuva Manvantara and Chakshusha Manvantara, as they are discussed in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh cantos, of Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Krishna is indicated. In the eighth canto, in reference to the Vaivaswata Man Manvantara, the same subject is explained indirectly, and in the ninth canto, the same purport is there. In the twelfth canto, the same is further explained, specifically regarding the different incarnations of the Lord. Thus, it is concluded by studying the complete Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam that Lord Śrī Krishna is the ultimate sumam bonam or the ultimate source of all energy. And according to the grades of worshippers, the indications of the nomenclature may be differently explained as Narayana, Brahman, Paramatma, etc. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jai. So believe it or not, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hare Krishna. Okay, we're going to stop our reading for tonight. And we'll go on tomorrow from text eight. <clears throat> and we will just wait in anticipation of the reflections of the sages on what we've read tonight. Time is going by so fast, it's breathtaking. First is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Hare Krishna. Says Jaguru Maharaj, let's go on all together. Yes, let us go back home, back to Godhead together, where you can eternally chant the holy name of the Lord without any difficulties, without any impediments. Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. And while we're here, let us take as many people as possible back with us. Hare Krishna.
Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled devotees, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. From Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for this daily nectar. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you very much. And this is from Stefano. Haribo Stefano. Hare Krishna. I found these words of Prabhupada and I would like to share with you. Quote, Just see, you are not reading my books. You have to read my books and you have to study and learn my books. Just like a lawyer learns the law books. You must know everything, chapter and verse. If you do not know, how will you teach these men unless you know my books? Every day you have to read my books. Do you know that every day even I read my own books? <laughs> Do you know why I read my books? <laughs> I read my books every day because even I learn something new when I read them. <laughs> Do you know why I learn something new when I read my books? <laughs> because these books are not my books. I do not write these books. Every morning when I sit here to write my books, Krishna comes personally and he dictates to me what to write. <laughs> and I simply I simply take dictation from Krishna and I write these books. Therefore, when I read them, even I learn something. Yes. Sri the Prabhupada Room Conversation with Bhagavad Dasmanachari, Bombay, 1974. Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So... Prabhupada's books are eternal and uh, as we together here in this daily readings are exper experiencing every day directly that hearing them out loud in the association of like-minded devotees who are also attached to hearing them is non-different from meditating on Krishna. We may not be able to meditate 24 hours a day like the great souls that we sometimes read about but this hearing is not different than meditating on Krishna. Of this there is no doubt. And the other thing is that we shouldn't take this quote that you gave, which is a very nice quote. I thank you so much, um, Bhakti Stefano. Um, Prabhupada wanted his books to be edited into as perfect English as possible. And he said this many times in many uh, direct instructions to his uh, publishers and to, to his publisher and to his editors. So we should not think that because uh, his books are polished, in, in English is polished, that that means that anything is lost. Not only is not, nothing lost, but anyone who's coming to hear these readings that I'm doing every day, uh, they hear Srila Prabhupada loud and clear. His message is not only not changed by the editing, but it is made even more potent and according to Srila Prabhupada's will, uh, more ecstatic. And we are experiencing exactly what Srila Prabhupada said in that quote every day together. 
Hare Krishna. This is from Daitari Hari. Daitari Hari Haribo Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks again for these readings. Really struck me tonight the point that all of our aims in this life should be directed towards going back to Krishna without concern about whether we get good or bad bodies. Mm. But rather we should aim only to solve the problem of birth and death for good by understanding the real value of the human form of life. Yes. I find it easy to fall into the trap of feeling my scars from this life are so bad and my <laughs> body and mind are so limited that I might be better off to aim to just tolerate this life and its difficulties and humiliations <laughs> for a more sattvic birth with less obstacles, less obstacles next time around. This obviously isn't pure devotional service and displays a lack of faith in the potency of pure devotional service. How can we completely tear up this narrative? Because it seems like a conception devotees sometimes buy into. Well, you know, let us look at the positive. Srila Prabhupada always looked at the positive. So this feeling uh, of thinking that I just want to remove the impediments is actually uh, maybe not perfect, but some aspect of feeling separation from Krishna. When you begin to, to regret the condition that we're in in this material existence, we become purified by that regret, regretfulness. And it's not that you should... Uh, want to come back so that you can be in goodness <laughs> so that it'll be easier for you uh, but you should want to go back to Godhead but still a, a very advanced devotee doesn't care whether we want he goes back to Godhead or not because he knows that he's engaged in devotional service and if he stays engaged in devotional service all of his problems will be finished that is called Tivrina Bhakti Yogana or strong faith. So the the what do we call Bhogatyaga or the sometimes absorption in devotional service and sometimes distraction by the material energy also is Krishna's mercy because it gives you an opportunity to see the difference clearly. Otherwise, you won't be able to choose. If you, don't, if you can't discriminate the difference, if you can't remember the difference, then you can't choose at the end of life to go back to the spiritual world. So, I take your point, I take your point, and we should become free from the uh, desire to want to come back and be in goodness and be more comfortable here in this material world. But by the knowledge and by the realization you get by hearing that knowledge regularly, you will come to the point where you'll be satisfied in devotional service. And then it becomes a moot point. <laughs> 
by moot point I mean whether you go back to Godhead or come back next life in a, in a, in a body that is, has fewer impediments, it's the same. It's all the same eventually. So if we see it like that, and if we, if we learn to change the quality of our, or the, or the trains of thoughts that we have, which means to control the mind, basically, then we will be able to feel the ecstasy even when there are impediments. And that's the point of hearing and chanting together. And it, it, because it reminds us, it constantly, every day reminds us of the absolute truth. And then, we can, then we'll know how to live. Without this, we will be swept away and the, and the suffering you're talking about will just increase. Hare Krishna. Subhrao Raja Gopal. Yes, Subhrao Raja Gopal. Hari Bol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for the daily reading service. In the purport 2.10.6, Sri the Prabhupada delineates the path of liberation. Quote, reading or hearing of such transcendental literatures helps one become liberated even in the conditional state of material existence. Unquote. Daily readings key dry ho. Daily listening key dry ho to Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Tonight we heard several times that conditioned souls should desire to go back home, back to Godhead. I am not a very advanced devotee, and so I am glad to hear that Srila Prabhupada gives us permission to desire to go home. I also would like to ask a question. In the purport of 2.10.4, Srila Prabhupada writes, It is the duty of all conditioned souls to acknowledge the victory of the Lord. What does this mean exactly and how do we do this? It means to feel uh, transcendental pleasure from hearing how Krishna meets with every obstacle and passes through the obstacle effortlessly as a baby, as a little boy, as a young man, as an old man but looking young. He just crosses over the ocean of demoniac mentality and energy and expertise in uh, maya and he crosses over all of the all of it victorious without anyone touching a hair on his head and that's the glory of krishna and that will give us more impetus to want to be with Krishna personally. So we can get this feeling that we get of, uh, how do I say, complete satisfaction when we're hearing about Krishna, which is because it's not different than Krishna. We also heard many times during the reading that this Srimad Bhagavatam is the 
summum bonum of literatures. It explains everything. All questions are answered. All doubts are destroyed by this Srimad Bhagavatam. We just have to hear it like we're hearing it every night. Every word carefully and meditate on them. And even if we don't have the memory to do what Srila Prabhupada said in that one quote that we were that we heard from Stefano, you know, know every verse just like a lawyer. He was talking to his main preachers when he was saying that. He was surrounded, Bhagavad Das and others who were first line preachers. Not everyone can be a first line preacher, but everyone can do devotional service and assist the frontline preachers. So even if you can't memorize every verse and know them like a lawyer and be able to you know, convert anyone and everyone into Christian consciousness, which is ideal and, 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 and wonderful, but the devotees who do the simple services in this movement that support the, that frontline preaching, they get the same benefit. And even persons who see it being done and appreciate it but aren't doing it themselves, they get the same benefit. That is how absolute the, the devotional service is. And Rati Manjari sent me this uh, video of the Maha Kirtan that they had in President's Day in Amsterdam. And it was ecstatic. So many hundreds and thousands of people dancing in happiness with the devotees who came from all over Europe. I don't think he, she said something like 160 devotees in the kirtan. So any any service that is rendered to promote this movement and to assist this movement is of equal spiritual value. And therefore we glorify Krishna as all victorious and we join him in that victory. Hare Krishna. Just like the feelings that you had, Rati, when you were in that kirtan and watching all these people getting a, a, a taste of real nectar. Hare Krishna. Rati says, thank you for your beautiful answer. <laughs> from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for reading tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I really liked verse 7, quote, The Supreme One who is celebrated as the Supreme Being or the Supreme Soul is the Supreme Source of the Cosmic Manifestation as well as its reservoir and winding up. Thus, he is the supreme fountainhead, the absolute truth. Unquote. Many amazing qualifications of Krishna supreme source, reservoir, absolute truth, fountainhead, summum bonum, so visual and comprehensible. Without Srila Prabhupada's books, how would we understand that the beautiful blue cowherd boy with a flute could be all this at once? We are so fortunate. 
Yes, and to, to count the good fortune, not count it exactly, but to remember it, remember our good fortune to be able to hear these things. And there's, there's relatively few people on the earth who are hearing these things regularly like we are. That should be the cornerstone of the building of your house of bhakti. Gratitude, extreme gratitude for being relieved from material existence, from the suffering, from the intense sufferings of material existence. We see it, we still feel it, but it's not the same as the, the level of misery that people feel without Krishna. Imagine how people who are in this war are feeling without Krishna. They get some buzz from their, from their valorhood, their valor, no, not valorhood, but valor, and their, you know, uh, intense uh, endeavor to live free. But the only free living is in Krishna consciousness. That is our good fortune. That we know it. Maybe to different degrees. We may not know it completely. Whatever. But to know just a fragrance of it is giving us such relief. And therefore there's only one thing to do and that's to try to share it with others. And that's the purpose of this daily readings we do. And it'll be recorded for posterity and Hopefully, by Krishna's grace, Krishna willing, many people in the future will be able to get this uh, taste by coming across this somehow or other. Hare Krishna. Yes, Daityari Hari. Thanks, Maharaj. The point you just made about Krishna's mercy being made by putting us through situations that get us to see the difference between devotional service and material distraction so we can discriminate and see the difference was really relevant. I also came across an old edition of Back to Godhead magazine from 1983 and there was a whole section talking about these verses. It literally just printed out the first seven verses and purports of this chapter to read and gave a little summary explaining how this section of the Bhagavatam was about the ten topics of the Bhagavatam. It was really interesting and made me want to hear it again. Nice to get the chance to hear it so soon. Thank you. Wonderful reflection. Thank you very much. And from Subarao, Roger Gopal. Yes, Subarao. It is also interesting to note that the chapter title is Bhagavatam is the answer to all questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that means that those ten uh, divisions of the Bhagavatam uh, are the answers to all the questions that were, that were raised by Maharaj Pariksit. And how succinct the first verse of the four seed verses which describe Krishna's position 
only he existed before only he's existing during the creation and he's existing uh, after the creation creation winds up in other words he is the source of everything Hare Krishna I think it was called succinct in the purport these four verses describe everything succinctly Yes, Rati. Srila Prabhupada writes in the purport to verse 7 Thus, by general conclusion, Lord Krishna is the ultimate source of all energies, and the word Krishna means that. My question When people ask us what the Maha Mantra means, can we then tell them that Krishna means the ultimate source of all energies? It sounds quite cosmic and perhaps less agitating to those many people that are influenced by impersonalism and atheism. <laughs> well, there's no rule. You can't make a rule out of everything. It depends on the person. It depends on how innocent they are. It depends on how receptive they are. How, how you can, what you can say about the holy name. I mean, personally, in, if I'm meeting a new person, I will say something to the effect that this is uh, a, a prayer that can relieve you uh, from all anxiety. It's the Maha Mantra. Man, man means mind, Tra means deliverer. It's the greatest prayer in all of the Vedic literatures and the history of religion and spiritual science that can teach us how to become uh, um, free from material anxiety because that's what people can hear that's what anyone can hear but depending on how receptive they are of course you know generally Prabhupada's definition of the Maha Mantra was O Lord, O energy of the Lord please engage me in your transcendental loving service and then you can talk to people how everyone is serving. Who isn't serving? Someone. So that's our natural position, to serve. So the Maha Mantra is an, an appeal, an appeal for transcendental service, for ultimate service, for service in our constitutional position, spiritual position. So many things there are to say, but it depends on the person, as I said before. That will come with practice and maturity. Hare Krishna. This is from Rati Majorat. Yes, Rati. I usually tell them Krishna means the all-attractive one, the most famous, beautiful, and so on. They hear me, but I don't get the feeling that they get it. <laughs> yeah, well then maybe start at the beginning. You, are you in anxiety? Is, has there been a day when you've been completely free from anxiety? 
So wouldn't you like to be free from that anxiety? Well, chant this, try chanting Hare Krishna. So you're right, it depends on the, on the person. And, and partly, it's not all our fault or all our... It's the, it's the, it's the, the, the person who's hearing their prarabdha karma and their, you know, what they're having to go through. But we should try sincerely to share. Yes, and like you said at the beginning of your question, if they can't get it, then say what they can get. Learn to say what they can get according to person, different persons can say, can hear different amounts. So rather than try to make it a formula, uh, try to be individual and personal with each person and it will naturally, Krishna will give the intelligence what to say. Hare Krishna. You've been doing it for a long time, Rati. <laughs> she says, hmm, yes, that sounds nice. <laughs> All right. Hare Krishna. Thank you everyone for your for your reflections and this, this wonderful section of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which just prepares us for hearing all the nectar. Srimad Bhagavatam, but we have one more thing. Yes, Dalnitai, Hare Krishna. There's also one after this, but uh, he says, Dear Sri the Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Hare Krishna, thank you. At some point this evening, you mentioned that different peeper, people may be performing or appreciating devotional service on various levels of surrender to the process, receive the same result as bhakti is absolute. Would you please explain further? Devotional service is Krishna. So if a person, it doesn't mean that that person will realize everything. It means that he will taste something different than what he's normally used to tasting. If he, if he sees devotees doing pure devotional service, like chanting on the street or distributing books, or in your case, you know, giving prasadam in a, in a very attractive way in your, in your bakery shop, it means that devotional service is absolute, so everyone gets benefit from it. It doesn't mean that everyone will get the exact same realization and see Krishna dancing before them just because they're watching a person doing devotional service. But they will get an effect. They will be affected by it. And that effect is a permanent uh, uh, asset in their hearts. And it will grow. It's like a permanent bank balance and it grows and it grows until finally in this life later or in another life uh, they will they will wake up when they hear something about Krishna and want more Hare Krishna this is from Sri Rangavati Dasi Hare Krishna Sri Rangavati she says dear Maharaj I have just found your readings so nice to hear from you and see you after so long Thank you for these readings. Hare Krishna, thank you for joining and welcome you are always. Hare Krishna. And to all of you, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samavira Bhakta Vinda ki jai. 
Gore Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The un unfolding and answering of all of the questions which in which are incorporated in the in the rest of the Bhagavatam. And we'll be at this for quite a bit more than a year. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.